Hey guys, welcome back to Jay's Fifth Down Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Gay, back here with more football news. Uh, before we get started, please make sure you guys check us out here on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share with your friends. We're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to the NFL season officially. Um, got so, also some college football news for you guys as well, if you haven't heard, um, you know, involving an Oklahoma football coach. We'll get into that later in the podcast. But first, I wanted to uh, mention again, uh, NFL preseason football, of course, started last week with the Raiders and the Jaguars in the Hall of Fame game. Raiders won that game 27-11. to um, Now, the uh, preseason starts for everybody else this week with the Patriots and the Giants kicking off. On Thursday, you can catch that game at, I believe, 6 o'clock Eastern Time on NFL Network. Of course, where you can find all of your preseason matchups on NFL Network. Um, and then, of course, official kickoff to the season will be September the 9th with the Bills and the Rams kicking things off from SoFi Stadium. So we are not that far away. I'm excited. Y'all should be excited. The NFL is back, and we got much to discuss today. Uh, but moving forward, um, some news out of Cleveland. Uh, and no, it's not anything to do with Deshaun Watson. We still haven't, you know, that appeal process is still going on right now. Uh, you know, Sue Robinson, who was arbitrator for the case, ruled Deshaun be suspended for six games for the allegations, of course. But the NFL appealed that and they want to extend his suspension um, from what I'm hearing to a year. So we'll see how that all plays out with Watson and the NFL, and you know, as they go through this whole process, which can be really... Uh, it can be a lot. This is, you know, this is a very serious matter. And the NFL is trying to do their best to determine the, the, the best um, the punishment that they deem to be suffice enough for Watson's behavior um, in this incident. Uh, but first, Browns running back uh, Kareem Hunt has requested a trade out of Cleveland. Hunt has been he spent the last two seasons. Uh, with the Browns after getting drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs for two years. He exploded his rookie year, had over a thousand scrimmage yards of all purpose, but things kind of took a decline since then, went through some legal troubles, had some situations, and um, left the Chiefs and that then went to the Browns. And he part that tandem with him and Nick Chubb. Of course, they, they are, I believe, one of the best running back duos in football when both of them are healthy. You know, you got Chubb, who is a great. First and second down back. Hunt is a good third down back. Um, you can get him out of the backfield, throwing him the ball. You know, a lot of that that duo is really good. Um, however, Kareem Hunt feels like he should be fairly compensated, and that Browns, and since he hasn't been yet, he wants to leave the Browns. But the Browns have denied that trade request. Cleveland will not trade him. So he did show up to training camp the other day, despite this request. He did show up to practice. Did everything, you know, did team activities, all those things. Uh, but according to NFL Network, he still wants that trade and Cleveland will not give him that trade. So that's just something to monitor as we move throughout the next couple weeks going here into this season and the preseason. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, it starts to uh, starts this week with the Patriots and the Giants on Thursday. And then moving on, every other team is going to play their preseason games as well. So um, that's something to keep an eye on as we get ready uh, for the NFL season. Um, there's some other news here. Breaking out training camp, Jameis Winston rolled his ankle today in practice uh, per Adam Schefter and Catherine Terrell, uh, who covered the NFL course. Uh, Adam Schefter, he had number one ESPN NFL insider report this around well, an hour or so ago that uh, Jameis Winston 
rolled his ankle in practice and he's going to undergo further evaluation. Uh, so the Saints right now, still with, um, their quarterback's room is still with uh, Taysom Hill and Ian Book, the rookie from last season. Um, you know, Trevor Simeon is no longer there. So the, that is the quarterback room for the Saints under head coach Dennis Allen, who is a previous defensive coordinator. Now he's overtaken the head coaching role since Sean Payton's retirement. Um, so word down in New Orleans is that they're ready to go. They're pumped up. Um, you know, Michael Thomas is back. So they believe that they have one of the best receiving cores in the NFL with Michael Thomas and Chris Olave. Um and those guys down there, and Jarvis Landry, of course, and adding in Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, in free agency from the Chiefs. You know, so they're getting the LSU game back together down there with Landry and Tyron Matthew. Of course, the Saints uh, still have always have one of the best defenses every single year, and it pains me to say this, uh, but the New Orleans Saints, I believe, are going to be a sleeper team in the NFC this year. I mentioned this on one of my previous podcasts. Um, watch out for the Saints this year. I mean, like I said, you got a good defense still coming back, led by All-Pro Cam Jordan, Demario Davis at linebacker, man in the middle of the field. Um, Marshawn Lattimore is a great cornerback. Um, got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson out at safety. They like to slide him in and nickel sometimes. You know, in the different packages. Um, you know, and also you got Paulson Debo and just some other rising players on that defense that are really going to help attribute. Uh, to the team next year. So I believe the Saints will, will be a franchise to watch out for in the 2022 season. Uh, but just, then again, you know, just wish the best out there to Jameis Winston. Hope he gets better uh, from that injury. You know, hopefully it's nothing serious, but we will keep you guys updated as we get the news here uh, from the NFL. Uh, Ravens are signing Pro Bowl kicker Justin Tucker to a four-year, $24 million extension. So Tucker finally gets that deal. He's been won from Baltimore, which comes with $17.5 million guaranteed. Uh, so he, the, the Ravens got their kicker locked up until 2026. So that's a good deal for Baltimore. You get one of the most reliable guys in the league at kicking the football. Um, Tucker has had an average over 90 for his field goal percentage throughout his career, which is awesome. A kicker, uh, so that is great that the the, uh, the Ravens get that their kicker back for the next couple of years. And people underestimate, you know, like guys, a kicker can really make or break a game. If you don't have a good one, then you're going to lose a lot of games. I don't care which how good your team is. If you don't have a good kicker, you're going to lose a lot of games because a lot of games come down to who can get that game winning field goal um, or game time field goal, right? You know, um, and if you have a good kicker, then you're going to win games. That you know, that's simple. A lot of people like to underestimate special teams, and I just wanted to get you know. Talk about this briefly before we get into the other parts of the podcast here. Uh, but special teams, along with having you know a good offensive line, are are very. It's a very special um, and important component of having a successful football team. If your special teams is not up to par, you will lose football games. Um, you know you got to have your your kickoff unit has to be good. Your your kick return unit has to be good. You know because you got to get the ball down the field. You got to get the ball. Um, up past the 20-yard line, you know, and that's because when you set your offense up in good positions on the field, that's when they can, it makes it easier for them to go and score. And of course, obviously for you to win the game. Uh, but when you're not, you know, you struggle on punt return or kick return or kickoff, um, you know, punt, you're, that's causing for trouble, you know, so that's, it's very important, especially the PAT unit as well. You know, the PAT unit has got to be on their game as well. You know, you can't have it because that's block kicks and things like that. You know, so I just want to get that little tidbit of information of how important special teams are to a football team. Um, 
Uh, but yeah, so the uh, Ravens get their kicker back for the next couple of years. Uh, more news coming in uh, from the NFL. They have uh, so this this is new, but it's something that's going to be implemented in for the 2022 season. Um, the NFL is asking its on-field officials to focus on more legal contact fouls during the 2022 season. Um, last year in 2021, the NFL only had 36 illegal contact calls um, that, that were made throughout the whole season versus much higher numbers in years previous from 2002 to about 2020. Um, you know, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but you get the idea. There was a huge dip off in there. And, and you know, I'm assuming there's been a lot of complaints from people, you know, in the NFL doesn't want to lose this money and ratings because that all ties in together, you know. So they're cracking down on the the, uh, the referees to make sure that they call these illegal contact fouls um, during the games this year, you know. So I expect that this, this to be implemented as soon as early as this week with the preseason games, you know. So expect to see some more flags with that, you know. And, and preseason isn't just for players, y'all. It's for the refs as well because they got to get warmed up and they got to get into the idea of the game now that you know they're now that the NFL season starting back up you know they got to get back on their game make sure they're calling the right um calling the right plays um you know sorry um uh, making the right calls and making sure that they aren't you know that things are even you know for them as best they can do it you know so it's just and making sure they don't miss uh, potential things like you know oh he was a yard short and they give him the first down you know things like that you know that and, and replay has been a huge help for this. Um, you know, it's been around for late, I think the late 90s or so. Um, so that's something that has also helped, you know, throughout the years, having going back to that official replay as far as, you know, touchdowns and catches. Everybody remembers the Des Bryant catch or no catch um, from a couple of years back. And we still will never know which one it is. You know, everybody has their opinions. But do we really know? Was it a catch or was it not a catch? Nobody knows. So um, that's just something to think about. Um Something to keep y'all entertained. <laughs> uh, but overall, um, yeah, that's just something to watch out for throughout the season. You know, the NFL one really wants to get down to business on that and making sure that um, all the teams are fairly compensated as far as penalties are concerned and, and are handed out um, the right amount of penalties for personal contact foul because this is safety concerns as well. This is for safety, not just about the NFL making money, but for per- player safety as well. You know, um, so... It's very important that they crack down on these things. Yeah, I mean, it's extremely important, you know, and I, and I believe that, you know, y'all let me know what you think in the comments. Is the NFL being a little too much or is this right? Like, is this just right for, you know, for them to be cracking down and making sure that they're, you know, stiff on these personal foul calls? Because there were there was a low amount of them last season. Um, not many were called, you know, um, so it really... I'm sure the players union had something to say about it as well as the coaches. Um, so NFLPA, you know, I'm sure had a say in that, you know, so and, and it's a part of the game, you know, uh, penalties are part of the game. But the, but at the end of the day, you just want to keep everybody safe. And that is what the the, the, the um, league officials are trying to do. Roger Goodell is wanting to imp- implement here in his league. So and you saw the same thing with the NBA before last season, this past season. Right. You know, with the, the fouls. You know, with the um the shooters, you know, fouling the shooter and everything like that, and they they can't kick out their legs and you know make it you know stuff like that. So the NFL is kind of taking that route a little bit before, but just in the sense of the um, illegal contact penalties. Um, but next tidbit of information up as we continue training camp. Um, you know, 
I want to give y'all my best five receivers list for the upcoming season. Um, and this is uh, this is going to be in order. Uh, you know, you can agree or disagree. Let me know what y'all think in the comments. Giving your list of your top five receivers in the game right now. But here is my top five. So, up number one right now, I have Cooper Cup. Um, up behind him, I have um, Justin Jefferson. Um, and behind Justin Jefferson, of course, uh, I put um, Devontae Adams. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. I, I mean, Devontae Adams is number two. Uh, Justin Jefferson is three behind him. Um, and my last two spots, give or take, uh, really can go Mike. I, I guess I could say uh, Mike Evans. Um, mm. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave the last spot as a wild card for right now. But those are my top four receivers going into the season. Um, Cooper Cup is a Super Bowl champion. No matter, you know, I, I love Devontae Adams. I think he's the, one of the best route runners in the league. I believe he is one of the best receivers in the league. I think him and Cup are right at the top right there. Um, however, Cooper Cup is a Super Bowl champion. Uh, Cooper Cup uh, was offensive player of the year last season. He could have also was in the front running for the MVP award. Uh, he should have been at least. So, you know, that does something I had to give. And Devontae Adams, of course, was traded to the Raiders this offseason. You know, it doesn't have Aaron Rodgers throwing to him anymore. You know, and we say what you want, you know, about um, Derek Carr. But Derek Carr is not Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers is not Derek Carr. You know, so that's just, I mean, like somebody, some in a, some uh, former player made the comment the other day that Derek Carr was better than Russell Wilson. I'm like, dude, what is wrong with you? Um, you know, <laughs> I, I love Derek Carr. He's awesome. I believe he's he's a very he's a top fifteen quarterback in this league. But he's not. You know, Rodgers and Wilson are Super Bowl champions. They proved that they can be high level winners in this league on this level. They've done it before. Um, their con their teams are constantly in the mix for compete. You know, well, uh, before the Super Bowl. Um, in 2015 against the Patriots in Russell Wilson's case. But normally their teams are always competitive, um, you know, and then they, they are always in the mix for things. You know, they're always winning, you know. So that's, you know, winning is a huge part of that that conversation when you have about quarterbacks and this and that, right? But those, that's, those are my top receivers, and I'll tell you guys why. Of course, like I said, Cooper Cup is amazing. His route running is special. Um, he is got great speed his hands are great you know great release off of off of the line of scrimmage he knows how to work the db you know the, cooper cup has a, great, a lot of good skills that receivers are having demonte adams of course has the same amount of skills right you know adams is route running is spectacular um you know he's very physical uh, can go up to the point of attack and grab the football down you know he is a, a world-class talent him and cup both but right now i just had to give the edge to cooper cup because he is a super bowl champion and he was you know just had had a, a overall better season than Devontae Adams did. Not taking anything away from Devontae Adams. So no Packer fans, please come after me. Don't come after me on Twitter or anything like that. I'm all I'm saying is um, I believe Cooper Cup is the best receiver in the league until proven otherwise. And, and behind Adams, of course, I have Justin Jefferson, the former LSU Tiger, former champion with Joe Burrow and those guys down there. Um, there's a reason that Jefferson was picked where he was. He is a top receiver in this league. He, again, the, the, this is a trend you're going to see with a lot of these receivers coming up. 
and some of the guys that have been here, like been in the NFL, like the last four or five, six years, route running. Like route running is becoming an, a thing where it's becoming a more of a focus on these uh, classes of receivers that are coming in in year after year. Uh, the, the route running is huge in the NFL because you've got to have that perfect route where you're able to get your space from the defender, catch the ball, and go. You know um, that you you've got to it, route running is essential because if you don't, if you don't get you just run a lazy run a lazy route, you know, you don't know, no separation is created. You're not giving yourself or the quarterback room to fit the football in it, it, You know, that's not, you know, you're not going to win football games like that. And you definitely won't score points like that. You know, so you route running is essential in, 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 in this league um, on all, on all phases of football, college, high school, and the NFL. Um, so that's just something that these guys are taking into notice and they're working on each and every year. It seems like we're getting better and better route runners coming in through each class this year. I mean, Chris Olave, he's a good route runner out of um, Ohio State. Garrett Wilson, good as well, you know. So, um, I mean, you know, so these these this this is becoming a focus of college coaches as they're trying to get their guys ready for the league because that's just, that is where the direction is heading as far as, you know, the importance of route, run, running routes um, and creating separation. Um, but I, I, I mean, you know, and and maybe if the Vikings, if, if Kirk, if they had a different quarterback, you know, Justin Jefferson probably would be higher, um, you know, but right now, Justin Jefferson is my third best receiver in the league. Um, he, I mean, he's a talent. He, 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 for his size, he's very strong and very physical. Um, you know, he he plays big, bigger than what he already is, which is six two. You know, that's pretty big for receiver. Um, you know, he goes up and gets the ball. Has great uh, after the catch speed. You know, run after catch. He he, he is uh, one of those receivers that has it all in the back. Again, like Adams and Cup. You know, so it's a very tight knit race between those guys. You know, and I do believe that Adams's production is going to drop off just a little bit this year with the Raiders because he won't be the force fed like Aaron Rodgers was doing. In Green Bay, because Aaron Rodgers didn't have a choice but to force feed Devontae Adams, because his other receiving options were uh, were pretty atrocious, um, so he had to basically force feed Adam, uh, Devontae to get all the you know to to score their points and to win ball games. But now that won't be the case in Las Vegas, as you got Darren Waller, you got Hunter Renfro, uh, you know, great who are both great receivers, great route runners as well. Darren Waller is that she got that strength of a good tight end. He he is one of the top tight ends in football. Other than Travis Kelsey and George Kittle and, and Kyle Pitts, um, no, buy, no bias there. Um, Kyle Pitts is one of the best tight ends in, in, in the NFL. No matter what team you're a fan of, you have to admit it. Um, I mean, yeah, but overall, those are my top four receivers. Or t- Yeah, top four receivers right now. Um, I mean, the, you know, the, the, and Jamar Chase is not far behind. I, I think he's top ten. Definitely top 10 after the amazing year he had last season. He's only going to get better, which I don't know how much, which is kind of scary because you don't know how much better a guy like that can get. He already has such a great year. So, um, but overall, guys, um, next piece of uh, information here is going to be switching over to the college football game. As we have Oklahoma wide receiver coach Kale Gundy resigned officially say because he, um, he used shameful and hurtful words. So to speak, in a film session, uh, this happened when the when the team was watching film and on the tablet. Uh, apparently, the coach read something that uh, I guess he you know forced him to say uh, a very 
shameful and hurtful were and he officially resigned. You know, if you guys want the full story, you can go check it out. You can go look it up on Google and check it out on ESPN. ESPN has a whole article. Yahoo Sports has a bunch has the whole articles about it. You can check the whole story out, find out what Coach Gundy said um officially about his resignation. The whole letter will be there. Uh, y'all can go check that out. But um that's just something to also uh, monitor. Um obviously he's resigned. So Oklahoma will need to find a new wide receiver coach. Um, you know, that is where if you want to see the lamb, former Oklahoma Sooner. So, you know, <laughs> I wonder what he's saying. Like, man, what my wide receiver coach just do? He resigned. That's crazy. And he, yeah. <laughs> um, but that pretty much wraps us up, guys, for the podcast. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you know, again, we're getting closer and closer to the football season. NFL is officially, it already started last week with the Jaguars and the Raiders in the Hall of Fame game. But we're going to have all 32, the rest of the, um, 31 teams will be playing this week in preseason. This officially starts with the Patriots and the Giants on Thursday um, at 6 o'clock Eastern time. You can catch that on NFL Network. Those guys will have the coverage of that game and also training camp live throughout the week. So make sure y'all are checking out NFL Network. Um, is there inside training camp live? They provide you all different news and everything you need to know. Uh, check us out. Check us out here as well for all the updated news and everything you need to know about the NFL, college football, high school football as well as we move closer to that date starting next week. So uh, check us out, guys, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. I'm your host, Jane Gay, and this has been Jay's Fifth Down, a football podcast. Thank you.